0: Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Thank you for joining me again today and may God bless you wonderfully. Yesterday I started a message on commitments and being committed to something and long. Term commitments. And I talked about the importance of starting each day out with Jesus Christ and calling upon him and each week out by spending time with God in the house of worship, how important that is in our lives. And and I just I want to say that is very important. And I am so thankful for people that are committed to the things of God. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for the commitment of these people listening today. I thank you for their lives. I thank you how special they are. I thank you for the conversations I have with people, even in my church, that are friends of mine that that listen on a regular basis. And God, I'm so thankful they listen. Lord, it, it just encourages me to hear that people are listening. And Lord, I pray that you would just be with every listener today and may we be committed to you in every way. Give us strength and power from above to move forward in our lives. I ask these things in Jesus' precious name, amen. Well, you know what? We need to give God consideration in every decision, folks. Every decision that we make, we need to give God first place. Proverbs 3, 6, great Solomon said, In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. I think in the King James it says, and he will direct your paths. God wants to direct your paths. And Solomon was known as the wisest man to ever live. And he says, in all your ways, acknowledge God, and he will make your path straight. So many times we just dive into something without asking God for direction. I am so thankful, and I say this weekly, I'm so thankful that God blessed me with parents who chose to pray about everything. If they were contemplating getting another car, they would spend time in prayer about it before going and buying a car. Then my dad would anoint it and pray for it, that it would be a great car. And you know, I never forget that. I got a in fact. I got a video of my dad praying for a car, and it's it's a great video. I'm glad I have that. But I've told you many times how my dad's car ran for miles and miles, rarely a problem. And they and and they couldn't afford very nice cars. In fact, they had some of the worst cars that Consumer reporter would ever say that were were out there. And and their last car before they died was a Dodge uh, 600. A very cheap uh, car, and and it didn't give him a bitter of Didn't give him a bitter problem. They just ran it until, till they couldn't run it anymore, and until I had to get how mom stopped driving after dad passed, and I literally sold it for five hundred dollars to somebody driving by the church. I think someone just needed a car and said it had nothing had ever been wrong with it, and then when my father died, my mother lived in the old nineteen sixty eight double wide. We purchased about seven years earlier, and we, d- we needed to move mom into a retirement home, but we had to sell the old trailer in the old park. And it was during the time that hardly anyone could sell a nice trailer, let alone an old one. This was old, old double wide, but God did it again. He provided a buyer that gave us a maximum dollar for the trailer. And I do want to thank my friend Debbie Ingham, who helped us sell that trailer. And I know she's probably not listening. They live in Cascade now. But but she helped sell that for maximum dollar, which you know what it did? It paid for the last six years of my mother living on this earth. It was the hand of God. I'm telling you, it was a mighty hand hand of God because it had been anointed dad anointed that and we took good care of it too but you know what God is faithful some may, people might say it's a little ridiculous to pray about everything but I've learned otherwise and folks I have personally seen the hand of God over and over again I go and pray for people's houses when they move in i will anoint the the door with oil and and pray that God hand would be on this house and and it's such a neat thing to do when you let God involved in all the decision-making processes, you will see the hand of God. God wants to be the center of all your decisions. I remember when dad and mom were feeling that they might leave their pastor in Caldwell. Years ago, they pastored in Caldwell, which is now the, the Journey Church. used to be the Oregon Trail Church of God. Now it's the Journey Church out on Milton Road. By the way, it's a great church, and great Pastor Brian Seidel was my associate for and worked with me for over 10 years, and, and they are doing great things out there. So if you live in the Caldwell area, you don't have a church home, you stop over and you see uh, Pastor Brian and the church there. It's a, it's a great facility. When you walk into the gymnasium, look at the there you'll see a little a little uh nice plaque that says in loving memory of pastor James Doherty James W Doherty that was my father cuz dad pastored 17 17 years there. But he had received a call after all those years from Libby, Montana, a church there. And so dad and mom prayed about that, and they said, you know what? We want God's will. It was getting close. They had spent a lot of time in Caldwell, and they had built the church, and it was God had blessed it bountifully. I was part of that church for all those years until moving to Vancouver, Washington. So they prayed about it said, God, you open the doors. If you want us to go, open the door wide. If you don't want us to go, shut the door. They headed to Libby, Montana, and on the way over the mountain pass, they ran into a deer and damaged the car big time, and they had to come back to Idaho, and they felt, without a shadow of a doubt. That was God directing them to stay, and God lay, and used them for the next few years, and uh, that God would have them serve somewhere else in their life. You know, God knows. God just asked for us to call upon him. Give God the first part of all your income. I've got, I've got a, a message coming up on, on what we need to do with our income. Not just about tithing, folks. So you don't turn off when you hear about tithing. You should turn on when you hear about tithing. But this is another big Bible principle that will open the floodgates of heaven for you. Proverbs three and nine says, "Honor the Lord by giving Him the first part of all your income." This is the great Solomon again. Honor the Lord by giving Him the first part. of of all your income. This is a proven principle and a commitment that will help you in many other areas of your life. Just for a few moments, let's take a look at things that cause a lack of commitment. Believe me, Satan has many schemes that lead us away from making any kind of commitment or following through with commitments we make. We get distracted, oh yeah. And I'm, hey, believe me folks, anybody knows me, Somebody told me yesterday, pastor, sometimes you're looking at me and I mean, sometimes I'm talking to you and you're looking the other direction. Yes, I know that and I try to work on that. I get distracted easy for some reason and I work on that. I know it's a problem. And if I ever do that to any of you that are listening today, I am sorry. I wanna concentrate. Just grab my head and turn it towards you. <laughs> Mark four nineteen says, but the worries of life, the deceitfulness of wealth and the desires for other things come in and choke the word. Making it unfruitful, the desires of wealth, the lack of honoring God, it will choke things out. Anything that occupied our minds that pulls us away from our commitment to God, you know, are not good. We get impressed by something and without thinking, we fall victim to another distraction, you know. And well, you can think of all the distractions in life. There are a lot of distractions in life. Man, I, you know entertainment's a distraction sometimes we get so caught up in the world of sports i am a sports guy i coached sports for years i played sports for years i lost two knees in sports you know and so i you know i know what sports is all about but i loved sports and i followed sports and even when i wasn't coaching you know i well probably for 15 years around the valley i was a a stadium announcer for Meridian football and a gym announcer for CUNA basketball and had a wonderful time. I loved having my hands in sport. Then I had a sports radio show and Heart of the Athlete, then had a football Friday show and it's been a part of my life. But if it becomes my life and it becomes first place in my life, then it's wrong. Then that becomes idolatry. Putting something before Almighty God. And people, we do that. Nowadays, do you know, especially with softball and baseball going on, now they schedule games all the time on Sundays. And even our youth, they're having, oh, I have people in my church, well, our, we have a we have a game we have to be at on Sunday. What a terrible thing. We got six days a week, and, and on Sunday, the day we try to come together and corporately honor God, there's all sorts of things going on. Even BSU, there's I follow you know their sports and the softball games. They start on Sundays at twelve noon. I hate that. I just absolutely hate that, and I'm not going to ever go to a twelve noon softball game because I'm going to be in church and getting out. Time I'd get there, it'd be one o'clock. At least in the basketball games, they start them at two or six or something at night. But you know, I like that day. We need to honor God. You know, we we talk about the Sabbath and some people Sabbath is Saturday, some Sunday, but some people, because they're off on a certain day honor. they call it their Sabbath. I've been hearing it more and more lately, like on a Wednesday or Thursday that they, they honor God that way. And you know what? We need to honor God. We need to spend time with God. You know, on the Sabbath recently, my wife and I took our kids and our, and her parents to the movie, Jesus resolution, uh, revolution, excuse me, (laughs) revolution. And, uh, And that was the third time I've seen it, folks. And I'm telling you what is so encouraging. I want I want a Jesus revolution now. I want a Jesus revival now. I want us to honor God now. I want to see the state of Idaho and the nation move towards God. I want to see Boise move towards God. I want to see our churches filled up with God, not just our church, but all churches. You know, I was talking to my daughter. They used to go to Rock Harbor Church, but it's got so big they go to a church downtown that's doing really well, which they love. But I'm so proud of Rock Harbor, what they're doing. I mean, they're running around 5,000 people. And it was just two years ago that I went to like four different services there. I loved Pastor Keith and, and the group over there. And uh, it was running about 2,500 then, 2,800, running close to 5,000 people now. And then they spread out other churches. That's fabulous. Man, I'm rooting them on. I'm rooting my friend over here at these other churches on. Let, let's get our churches filled with people serving God and get people that need Jesus into church. Let's have a revolution. Let's start that. Well, hey, I still got some more to go with this. So we're going to talk tomorrow, too, about the same subject. Lord bless you. Go out and have a great day.